0: Tuesday, September 18th. Welcome to Market MarketFoolery. I'm Chris Hill, and Joining me in studio today for Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Barker, and from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Mager. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. Hello. Thanks for having us. Uh, we have a consumer products company that's making some noise in the market today, and we're going to dig into the value proposition of a college education. But we're going to start with something that actually happened last week, and that's with Hewlett-Packard. CEO Meg Whitman told Fox News that HP was working on a smartphone. And Bill, uh, I'll just spot you up with this quote from uh, CEO Meg Whitman. She said, there will be countries around the world where people may never own a tablet or a PC or a desktop. They will do everything on a smartphone. We are a computing company. We have to take advantage of that form factor. What do you think of this? I, I, I Maybe I shouldn't be, but I was kind of stunned that she just sort of said, oh yeah, we're working on a smartphone.
1: Well, I, I'm not stunned, uh, and I think that it is true uh, insofar that, you know, as it goes that there are plenty of people who never will own a desktop or, or a laptop or something like that, but will do lots and lots and lots of computing uh, on phones and, or uh, tablets. And if you're not going to play in those fields, uh, you're going to be lapped by uh, a number of people and you may get lapped anyway. I mean, Hewlett Packard may be already entrenched in the wrong uh, sectors. They're still in the locker room. They're not <laughs> on the track. They're, they're,
2: they're,
0: they're not even warming up or on the track. Well, they've warmed up, right? I mean, because they,
1: they've got uh, they've got their investments in phone technology, not good ones uh, so far. But uh, I, I think it's a reasonable starting point. Whether. They can execute on that is is a good question that I, I think Joe's got a good answer to.
2: Joe, what do you
0: think? Can this, they do, can they do-
2: can they do this? This kind of reminds me of that FedEx commercial from a couple years ago where a guy presents an idea in a meeting, and then the boss says the idea the exact same way but does his hands differently. <laughs> and everyone's like, what a great idea. <laughs> so HP bought Palm a little over two years ago and proceeded Well, that's to, going nowhere. Yeah, they basically <laughs> scuttled it, <laughs> uh, just drove it straight in the ground, backed off it, and late last year they committed to taking WebOS, which was an operating system that people actually really liked and committed to putting out open source, no doubt if underinvested in it. Meanwhile, Google's plowing tons of money into Android. Apple's leaping out there. So it's not a brand new idea on their part. I think the big mistake was that they didn't follow through on what they started. I agree that they should be competing here, but they've just completely shot themselves in the foot. They had the touchpad
0: tablet, which they launched in july of last year without
2: an email client without a native email app
0: maybe that's part of the reason that about two months later it was pulled from the shelves yeah uh bill if you're research in motion and you're watching meg whitman on fox news and you hear her saying this about smartphone Aren't you picking up the phone and calling her? I'm dressing up. You're I'm, I'm <laughs> getting ready.
1: Getting ready for the call. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shaving or, or whatever you got to do to get ready uh, to put yourself out there uh, because they need uh, some sort of white knight of some sort. They're, well, and
0: all kidding aside, isn't that – Or I don't want to pose it as – Don't put that, all kidding aside. Is, I know we're going to get
1: back to some.
0: Is, is that the best move for HP if they're deadly serious about – coming out with a smartphone. Is the better move to just look to acquire someone like a Research in Motion? Or are they better off saying, you know what, we, we've we already seen that movie that happened with Palm, and we're going to build this thing ourselves?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, because it, not everything that uh, they've started and stopped is Meg Whitman's fault. And, and so right. let's give her, you know, some of the benefit of the doubt of coming in here and saying, uh, just as joseph you know maybe they have some things in house that are still assets that they that they can utilize, and prior management which had a series of mistakes uh dropped the ball on so i, I think she's right in recognizing that they've got a problem and that this is one That's of the first few, step. <laughs> one of the few ways out is is to get in the game uh and you know a lot of sm- a lot of smartphone stuff is just gonna be. Commoditized uh, Apple's ability to separate itself from what is otherwise just a very much a commoditized industry is is remarkable and explains you know the remarkable interest in Apple and the remarkable amount that they can charge for their phones. But even if you're not ever going to be able to be a brand in that market the way Apple is, there's still going to be billions of dollars spent there, and, and HP ought to be in that
0: game if they want to survive. And just to wrap up on the stock, is this a reason to buy shares of Hewlett Packard, or is this far enough away from fruition that if if you're looking at HP, you you can't bake this into your calculus? You can't think, well, okay, they're going to come out with a smartphone, so therefore I'm going to buy shares. That's that's not what that's not a tipping point.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of net neutral on it because I don't think they'll do anything worthwhile with it. I think the bigger issue is how they transition from. You know, the PC manufacturing model or toward services. And frankly, they don't seem to be making that transition all that gracefully.
1: Bill, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it's reason enough to go out and buy HP. That's, that's not m- what my conclusion would be.
0: Shares of Energizer Holdings up more than 11% earlier today after the company announced it plans to cut jobs and spending as a way to reduce costs.
2: Woohoo! And
0: Energizer Holdings is the company behind Schick Razors, Hawaiian Tropic and yes uh the energizer bunny uh batteries um joe what do you think i mean we've said before you can't cut your way to growth and yeah. yet just the simple announcement there you know there weren't really tons of details here just the simple announcement of we're going to do this
2: sends the stock up more than 11% Yeah, well Energizer doesn't have a very good history of being all that investor friendly. For example, they didn't do conference calls with Wall Street until somewhat recently in the past couple of years and there wasn't a lot of visibility on what the strategy was. So, I think a lot of investors are just happy to see that they're being a little that management's being a little more responsive to, you know, managing costs in the business. And what's interesting is there's kind of two different tales going on at Energizer where the battery business, which is around forty percent of sales, is basically in secular decline. So volumes are falling, low single digits every year, and I think that's probably just gonna accelerate. So that's a big problem. On the other hand, some of these other brands, like Chic, has actually gained share from Gillette because a lot of people have been trading down from premium priced personal care products. It's a lot of peas in one sentence. And, you know, it's treated them well in that sense. And some of these brands that people are realizing, you know, I don't need a Gillette blade, necessarily. I think I can get by with a Chic one. That's a little bit cheaper, and I'm happy with that. And, you know, these are brands that people use on a regular basis. I mean, we're talking about razor blades, feminine hygiene. You know, once you get locked in with these and you're pretty happy with them, you're probably going to stick with them. So, two different things going on, all told. I'm not really crazy about the stock, but I do at least like that they're cutting some costs out that they probably don't need.
0: But there's got to be some faith somewhere on wall street that they're serious about this because again you said i believe it they're not they're not you know historically not all that (laughs) sure they're not just joking right um and when you look at the stock performance (laughs) all kidding aside (laughs) you're all fired uh you look at the stock performance over the last you know one two five years it's it's not beating the market and uh, this seems like people are actually putting some stock in what they're saying here
1: Uh, well with Sort of uh, brands like this that will continue to have certain market share, uh, you know if they're managed well, there are fifteen thousand employees there, right? So they get a little bit more efficient in how they're hiring or who who they're keeping and how they're allocated. Uh, that can be enough to make this a company that throws off some cash to shareholders if it chooses to do that. Uh, If it's going to choose to look for another brand uh, to add to what isn't necessarily a a completely coherent set of brands, uh, then I'd be more skeptical. But, you know, they've got assets there that are sort of going to survive some mismanagement and have uh, up to this point. And if they're indicating now, hey, we've decided... Buffett said once, "You know, great companies do not one day or, or executives don't one day wake up and say, today 'Today I'm going to be cost efficient.' You know, I mean, it's either <laughs> in the blood of the company or not. So, uh, to to put as much uh, faith in this as as the market has today uh, isn't necessarily justified. However, uh, this is a step that the company should have taken a while ago, and maybe it's the beginning of something reasonable."
2: Yeah, and just to go along with that, Energizer just recently started paying a dividend, which for a company, given the consistency of its brands, you would think they've been doing for a long time. They're kind of like a mini crappier P&G, but at least <laughs> P&G pays out cash and has for a long time. I'm a little surprised to hear
0: you say would you that-
1: let just say a poor man's P&G. That's poor, another like, okay, more poor radio poor, podcast poor friendly.
0: Right? Uh, I'm a little surprised to hear you say that about uh, the Razor business. And, and the only reason I'm surprised by that is just because in the last year, after I interviewed Clark Howard last year, uh, and he told me his trick about buying razors, where basically he buys one razor every six months. And the trick there is you just dry it off after you use it, and the, the blades just last a whole lot longer. I started doing that. I'm not. Schick is selling razors to someone else. And for that matter, so is Gillette, because I, I haven't bought razors in over a year. Do you shave? I mean, you shave frequently. Are <laughs> Do you? I shave?
2: Well, I know you. I sh- sit next to you in here every I day. I know you shave,
0: but I'm wondering, like, how much are you shelling out every every month or two for for razors?
2: I don't know. I feel a little embarrassed to admit that, but I definitely buy whatever the fanciest, highest end multi blade razor is from Gillette. It's my face is worth it, and I am perfectly willing to pay up to make that happen. What
1: about you? Uh, like Joe, I just simply have more testosterone than you, and have to shave <laughs> on a more regular basis. Uh, therefore, I have to, you know, own more than one razor or razor blade over the course of a year. So I don't know, you know, that we can really discuss this with you, you know, on a level playing
0: field. Let's be clear: uh, jo- Joe is in that five o'clock shadow club with Ron Gross and James Early, where he could. Stand to shave a couple times a day. Uh, finally, PayScale has put out a report comparing the starting median salaries of graduates who attended an engineering school with those from a liberal arts college. Uh, and now, Bill, you went to Yale. Joe, University of Georgia. Go down. I went to Boston College. Uh, all three of those schools, and frankly, for that matter, Harvard University, all came in lower. In terms of starting median salary, then South Dakota School of Mines and Technology. Uh, so, starting median salary for an SDSMT grad uh, just shy of fifty-seven thousand. Harvard fifty-four thousand one hundred dollars. Now, Joe, when you factor in the cost there, the cost of attending South Dakota School of Mines and Technology fifteen thousand for non-residents. Harvard University sixty-two thousand. So, like just one year yeah, at but Harvard that comes with a map of the campus. <laughs> I mean, this is incredible to me that, yeah. that that it's this disparate that Harvard costs four times what it does to attend South Dakota School of Mines and Technology. Granted, I'm sure there are you know there are other upsides to attending Harvard, but I don't know. You're a Yale guy. What do you, what, what did you make of this? Uh,
1: I I guess I. I wasn't that surprised once, uh, once I read through the article. But, of course, th- there is almost nobody who goes to Harvard with, uh, on the basis of what am I going to earn my first year out of school. Really? Yeah.
0: You don't think that factors in?
1: No, not much. That's not why you go there. I mean, you go there because you didn't get into Yale. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm some, not offended. We're going to get some letters back. And rightly so. You Radio, should get some Harvard emails listeners. because of that.
0: Radio at full.com I'll make sure to forward them to Bill Barker. It's, <laughs> it's
1: just one of those things that obli- we're obligated to do. Oh. And, uh, But, uh, no, I, th- I think that that's not the reason that you, that you go. And or if it's not the reason you go, you sort of figure it out along the way. Uh, because what you are best prepared to do uh, and I'll say this about Yale, at least, and not, not to besmirch the, the good people of Harvard, is that you're really well prepared to go to more school <laughs> a, at the end of uh, four years you're at really Yale. You're really set up to go to graduate So, school? you know, the starting salary is not so much the, the consideration, uh, you
0: know, is it, ooh, what, what school do I now go into with my philosophy degree? i got to say, they also have a fantastic mascot at South Dakota School of Mines and Technologies. Their mascot, you care to take a guess, Joe? The fightin' Daniel Day Lewis, the hard rockers. Yes, that That's is pretty good. Yes. And and the women's team, they're the lady hard rockers. That is, I got to get me a t-shirt. Then be that the Rockets No, no, it's not the Rockets. Oh. No, maybe in New York anywhere. City it would be like that. No, it's the, the lady hard rockers. So. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> Bill Barker, <laughs> Joe Maker, guys, thanks for being here. Later, as always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.